0: Welcome, everyone, to Murder Moose. Murder Moose, Murder Moose. I'm Rod. And with me, as
1: always, Jerry, what's up, man? What is up? Dude. We're talking about a banger today, but before we do, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Like, everyone in my house is sick, but making the best out of it.
0: (laughs) Dude, you have had, like, (laughs) it's not even, like, giving you shit. It's just, like, every week, like, you have something, like, some catastrophe happens, and I'm like... You're like you have homeless people stabbing each other outside of your like windows you car have like crashes. giant car crashes you have your dad going for donuts when nobody nobody knows where he is you have the sick children and I'm like that's why I was we go what do we want to try to record let's try to do it earlier because something will burn mm-hmm. down in Jerry's lo- house so we got to figure out if like we can move it a day or so or in, in, in which happened Jerry's like hey can we move this tomorrow because everyone's vomiting in my house I'm like yeah, man that's why we go. That's why I always pick dude, earlier. A few because, years ago,
1: <laughs> a few years ago, a friend of mine goes, "You know what you remind me of?" And I was like, "What?" And I thought it would be something really endearing. And he goes, "Job from the Bible." And I go, "Oh, the <laughs> dude that everything fucking bad happens to him." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's dude, wild."
0: I, dude, I've 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 gone over it in my life with like, especially as an adult, and it's gotten better the last couple of years. But man, I had a streak for there where it was just like, if something could go wrong, it did. And I was just like, "Fuck!" And it, I mean, it's like it's still not perfect because life isn't perfect. But you said, "There you go." Well, okay, you, you have to cal- like
1: you have to grow. You have to like grow this like really thick skin. You know, at first, like yeah. everything affects you, and you're like depressed. But then after a while, you're like, "This is fucking funny. Let's just laugh." That's about a, it.
0: Yeah, this is just our our state of being at this point, right? This is just how we live.
1: Um. <laughs> you know, at, uh, uh, this week though, at least my dad isn't like hitting on my wife without knowing that he's hitting on my wife like (laughs) last week
0: (laughs) that story fucking made me laugh my balls off by the way uh i was gonna say i was talking about it beforehand your wife's book came out on halloween uh which was sunday we're recording on the third and it's called Dazer's ghosts it's a kid's book and i just got my copy of it um so it was it, it got pretty up there on the amazon charts there for like kids books right yeah dude it was, it was like, like
1: it was like in the i don't i don't remember what it was i think like the 30s or 40s the 30s or i think it was, i think it was the 30s i think you, you we checked it and i was like what the hell like you're out selling yeah. the crow today and it was like such a weird little dude. accomplishment like i was yeah. no, but like i dude i'm so stoked like it's something that she's wanted to do for so long, and the fact that she yeah. just kind of pulled the trigger and and did it like it's it's awesome. And like the reception's been pretty cool. Like some of yeah. her favorite authors, like like, gave her quotes for the books. They really enjoyed it. Like Jay Asher, the yeah. dude that wrote Thirteen Reasons Why. Like it's such a trip, dude.
0: Wow. Yeah, he yeah. asked us.
1: He asked dude. us to go, like go out to eat with them if we're ever in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> so we're like, okay,
0: dude. That's I mean, man, it just shows you like what. I'm glad you encouraged her to do it because like I haven't like gotten to, I, like literally I was streaming got uh g- got off ate some shit and then like got back on with you and opened it like right before we started talking and I'm like it's it's fucking beautiful the art is awesome and mm-hmm. it's it reminds me dude I grew up with those uh what were they called Farside Farside yeah, comics yeah. back in the day and like that not even <laughs> The art in this is – it's beautiful. It's simple, though. It's black and white and, mm-hmm. with the ghosts and everything like that. And it's kind of got that vibe where it's like – it's got that, like, real, you know, clean, you know, cool thing, And which is awesome for something like a little kid's man. And, like, I think with kids' books, they're, like – one, kids have attention spans of nothing nowadays, right? But two, mm-hmm. it's, like, kids' books are short. So, like, you need, like, a lot of kids' books, right? And so yeah. – uh, a. I'm i'm stoked and especially man i don't think there's enough like scary like kids books cuz like when i was I mean, you talk about it, like, you know handing out stephen king books and you're kidding getting in trouble for it and i was like, i was the same kind of thing i was like i was reading stephen king and rl stein mm-hmm. and christopher pike was kind of a little bit of a transition yeah. there he, he was, who was like who was like rl stein original rl stein like when he was writing like the fear street kind yeah, of things he was, he was like a little bit he, he had some books, man. I remember. I always remember one of his books where like a character feeds another character ground up glass and it's just, it's mm-hmm. just fucking metal shit, especially for that. And then it was Stephen King. And I uh, I tried reading Anne Rice a lot when I was a kid and never actually got through Anne Rice books mm-hmm. because I think Anne Rice is very, especially, or, or, it's really good, but I think it's very- uh,
1: I think it was a little too erotic <sighs> for me at that age. Yeah.
0: It's- yeah. I think that's it too. Like we don't get it. Like- Dude, I remember going, when I was a kid, reading, uh, going to my library, and I would, uh, I read these, they had a bunch of alien books, like, you know, about the Marines and shit mm-hmm. like that. And Whenever I found into like, a sex scene in one of them, and you're like, you know, 12 or 13, you're like, yeah, but you're like, the rest of the book is, like, killing aliens and mm-hmm. doing all the shit, you know, so it's like,
1: whatever. What's, what's I mean, cool it, about, what's cool about her book is, because she's such an avid horror fan, she like yeah. slyly threw in like references here and there, and they seem innocent. Yeah. Like there's yeah. one there's one page in the book where this ghost is reading to another ghost. It's like, let me tell you a story about an apple pillar, and it's a reference to Eric LaRocca's "Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke," which is like this BDSM oh. heavy horror book.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's a well. That dude, you can do slide that kind of reference in mm-hmm. if you like, just because kids are never gonna get it like shit that's i mean shrek we talked about it before like shrek made references about getting blowjobs or the robin hood character does in that Mm -hmm. movie um and stuff like that stuff that like you can get past kids as long as it's not too like like it's not like there's there's that and
1: there's like quite a few references to halloween in there but like yeah yeah yeah. dude i i i'm such a huge fan of it and she's she's planning on doing a follow-up next year so i'm i'm really stoked on that
0: yeah Dude, I yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna actually read it here and then ne- whenever I get a chance, I'm going to see Dead Mal Five tomorrow night. So I don't, I don't know when I'm gonna get any time, but I'm gonna. It, it's gonna probably wind down after we record and, and read it. Um,
1: totally, dude. I'm stoked for that, yeah. man.
0: Yeah. That show. That's dude, gonna be fun. Dude, well, dude, I I don't even know all that much of his stuff, but like, I my friend was like, she's like, you gotta go, you gotta come with us because it's like he puts on such a show. Mm-hmm. And at Red Rocks, man, it's just like oh red rocks is such a cool show man it's uh it's just unique having that you know nature as that setting especially Mm -hmm. with like you get it gets real dark and you just see stars and shit out and it's really cool that's what i love about the greek
1: theater in la is it's kind of that open space kind of thing
0: yeah dude it's i mean it was when we saw we saw uh highlung there and it was like they had like you know indigenous like People like chanting and warming up and doing stuff beforehand, and you're like, wow, this is cool. So, um, so I was gonna ask, what have have you been watching? Do you watch anything cool for Halloween? I know, I know you were watching, uh, The Wolf of, uh, of Snow Hollow,
1: which we're, wow, which we're gonna
0: talk about next week. Um,
1: yeah, that was one that I, I had I heard a lot of buzz about it late last year but for some yeah. reason or another I kind of forgot to watch it and I bought it I think yeah. I bought it like almost a year ago and we yeah. were bored and we we're like I we didn't know what to watch so I picked like a f- usually about I pick out five or six movies and we'll go through them and you know I'll let my wife choose which one we watch and she chose that fuck man that movie blew me away I, I am i've never been as excited to talk about a movie as i am for that one because like yeah it, it's it's like such a good example without going too much in, so too much into detail because we're gonna talk about it next time but it's it's an example of like when horror can kind of transcend what you think the genre can do
0: yeah. and like
1: inspire people to like address alcoholism and anger issues yeah. and stuff like yeah. it's so cool
0: Dude, I mean, this has been a kind of an inspiring, uh, inspiring kind of, like, like today, man, I don't know if you heard about John Moxley. Mm-hmm. He just checks himself into like alcohol, in-person alcohol rehab, and I think that, like, him having a daughter, like, probably woke his, you know, woke him up to what he was doing to himself, and mm-hmm. that dude is, if you're a wrestling fan, that man is extremely talented, and, and uh... I'm glad that he's going out and getting himself some help. So
1: I dude um, I see I love that and I'm I'm so in love with the idea of people showing support for that kind of stuff. Because for the yeah. longest time people, especially males, like they didn't yeah. talk about their issues, they didn't talk about their feelings, mm-hmm. their their struggles and stuff. And this new yeah. kind of culture of not only talking about that stuff, but embracing people who get or go to get help. Like, dude, that's so yeah. fucking cool, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Dude, I mean, we go back and you look at the last eighty years of this country, and look at what happened to soldiers specifically coming back from wars, and like how they weren't allowed to have that support structure in so much of the last eighty years, and how many suicides we had from World War II vets, and and uh, or drinking themselves in the grave, or Vietnam vets, all these people who went and saw crazy shit. So it's so it's such a good thing to see, like we're coming through and seeing for all the crazy shit that happens, like so much like support stuff that's happening these days makes me so happy. And mm-hmm. that's one of them. Um, Like I personally watching shit, uh, I watched the uh, Netflix movie. There's someone in the house or what is it called? Uh, do you there's, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, there's someone
1: inside your house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, it was kind of, uh, it kind of reminded me of like a, the '90s slashers kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like it kind of like, like urban legend and 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 not scream level quality but that the movies that happened after scream before they turned into PG-13. the thirteen. Uh,
1: the book is is kind of like a, a ya kind of slasher thing that that yeah. author writes a lot of those and dude like that movie it was directed by patrick bryce who made two of my favorite fucking found footage movies ever creep and creep 2
0: Dude, I love those movies. Yeah,
1: dude. Like, he's doing yeah. these bigger movies, and like, I hope that yeah. he, I hope they do well because I really want him to come back for a third one. Cause, dude, I would kill to see a third Creep dude, movie.
0: Those two movies, man, are just like, I feel like they're, and we, I've talked to you about The Stylist a little bit, but those mm-hmm. movies are like, they they're so good at doing the same kind of thing where they make you feel like uncomfortable yeah. and not in just like a, Just, like, that creepy character kind of thing that, like, that isn't, like, hidden in the background. That's just front and center. And you're, like, "Uh, ah. Well, like, what's
1: cool about that, that first one especially, is you kind of don't know if he's a bad guy or not. It keeps you guessing. And you kind of just think he just really needs a friend. So, in that final reveal at the end where he just, like. Yeah. Like you see him walk up to the guy and you're like, Oh, you know, nothing that bad's gonna happen. And yeah. he pulls out an axe and just chops his yeah. head. Dude, it's gnarly. Yeah.
0: Dude, that movie it's funny because I'm glad that that movie's been getting more recognition in the last couple mm-hmm. of years, which is cool. Because it's like I hadn't seen it until a couple years ago. And uh dude, that fucking the whole like the werewolf mask that he wears in that movie that they use for like whatever scenes in it is like pretty fucking horrifying for.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the kind of werewolf. I like, I really love the like tall, tall, lanky werewolves. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like dog soldiers is one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time. Oh, I love um, it. Love it. Yeah. So uh, that I'm, I was glad that, uh, that, that, uh, there's someone in your houses was as entertaining as it was. Um, what else did my wife and I watched? We watched. Fuck. What else did I? Oh, I watched. I watched *Murders* for the first time.
1: Oh which, lord.
0: <laughs> which I told. I, I messaged. I tweeted out because my stupid football team lost on Sunday. I was like, I. I that was depressing. So I needed to watch something a little less depressing, and, and then I watched *Murders*. <laughs> but uh, man, I. I feel like okay, that movie's hardcore. Don't get me wrong. It's fucked up. But I feel like that's another one of those movies that like non horror people have watched. That are like, oh my god, this is the most insane movie of all time, and it's not, it's not like a fuck, it's not like, like lollipops and like unicorns, but that movie isn't like, content wise, it's it's more heartbreaking. Than yeah,
1: it is like, no, that's what it is to me. It,
0: yeah, it, it's so like, there's so much. Uh, we talk about again, like we talked about it with Kate, Halloween Kills a lot, how what like trauma does to someone, and that movie shows like a way longer scale of it Um, also just shows what fucking evil capitalists will do when they have so much money and just want to keep, want to keep themselves uh, entertained. That is like, I I
1: think more than like even repulsing me or even scaring me, which I mean, the movie didn't do that movie just drains you. Yeah. Like I remember I watched well, it for the first time and I was like, I love this, but because yeah. of how empty and sad I feel watching it, I don't know if I'd never want to watch it or go out and buy it yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, I it's it's not a happy movie. Again, it's it's a it's it's a lot like a lot of things going on in our culture right now. Like like fuck look what Squid, Squid Games is. Mm-hmm. Squid Games is the same kind of thing. It's like we I have a bunch of money and I'm bored, so I'm gonna get hundreds of people murdered killed because they're desperate for money you know the, the funny thing about squid games is now there's all these fucking squid game things popping up and that movie of the show is so anti-capitalist and they're people making money off a of squid game is dude, just the my most daughter thing. downloaded
1: <laughs> a squid game knockoff app on her phone yeah to play the games it, and it's like the, the whole it's like the anti-thesis to what the show is about yeah,
0: exactly yeah it's so mm-hmm. insane dude i i capitalism will make money off of anything even things that are anti-capitalism well
1: that and even martyrs like like those the rich people are so obsessed with what comes in between life and death that they do these horrific horrible things to people just to see maybe you know and i i love the end where she's like she whispers basically what's right in the middle in the, the yeah. lady's ear and she just kills herself
0: yeah she's like um i'm fucked okay there's nothing to live for here it's man there's so it's been so many like you know instances of like you know what the rich will do without money with too much money and i mean we live in a world where billionaires are flying penises in the space on a regular basis um but like Man, you think look at things like Hunger Games mm-hmm. and think other more stuff like that. It's like when you have more money and you don't, you're bored. You'll, you'll turn yourself into a cat person or whatever. You know, like it, it's just insanity of what. And, let's be honest, man. We're not that far off in this shit now, man. We're we're at the point where we're just like we have crazy people like supporting the rich people. We, have, dude, I don't know if you saw it. There were motherfuckers in QAnon people in I know exactly Dallas what you're yesterday. Talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that were. Expecting John F. Kennedy, the person shot in what, 63? Assassin and, de- and his son who died in an airplane crash in 99 to come back yesterday and J- JFK was going to be. V- jfk jr was gonna be vice president with trump dude, i'm like
1: that and like <coughs> the fact that anyone any news outlet or anyone paid any attention to these motherfuckers speaks so yeah. much like it speaks volumes like these are the motherfuckers yeah. that like talk to themselves behind arby's why are we giving, putting it, them on yeah. the news
0: i don't dude. that's what that's what the problem is it, it, it's uh i don't know if you've ever seen the show there's a show uh that the uh, my name is Earl. People did mm-hmm. called "Raising Hope." Raising Hope. I don't know if you ever saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's, Ma- uh, course Leeson played Mama, and uh, she goes at one point. She's like, they're trying to they they're entering a competition to like for inventions, and she's like because she's she's like senile or she has dementia or whatever, and so like she. N- she doesn't realize all the things but one of her ideas at one point is like a 24-hour news network and she's like no but then they would have to sensationalize everything and like you know to do all this and this and this and i'm like oh it hurts (laughs) it hurts so bad it hurts so bad um yeah but martyrs is a is a watch but man i i wouldn't suggest it if you're like real sensitive because like like that movie's notorious for like being hardcore and i think that the uh the violence against women stuff is really... Yeah. Like, that, and, that and the murdering of children is, like, a little, like... It's a little, like... uh But, like... Like, you and I have seen so much crazy shit that we're, like... Not, like, desensitized to it, but, like... It's not as shocking to us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? um
1: There was a r- but, American remake of Martyrs, and it is easily one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. And they didn't get what martyrs was and there's like a semi happy ending and it's just like dude it it feels like the wb version of martyrs
0: oh man i so that one got that one like i don't even know how much credit that like how much like you know like spotlight that movie got because it was all those french extreme movies and and i still need to watch inside inside's like the last one of those like that i you know said i need to watch at some point Mm -hmm. um and
1: did you watch frontiers
0: no, I, that's another one. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one either. Um, but like, I always went in with things like high tension and shit like that. It was high tension was a little bit later in that that movement, but it was it's stuff like them and mm-hmm. martyrs and man, the French didn't fuck around for a while there, and uh, they make some crazy fucking movies, man. They make some crazy fucking movies. Um,
1: that and like, I I love when a lot of the French extreme filmmakers. Like kind of come to America and try their hand. Like after high tension, yeah. Alex Aja came and did Horns, uh, Hills Have Eyes, Crawl, which is a lot of fun. The yeah. inside guys did uh they did Leatherface, the one that yeah. came out in two thousand seventeen. Like it's cool, yeah. but at the same time, like the guys that did uh Inside did Leatherface and like the studio second guessed everything and, and like they yeah. don't realize like why do you have these people make these movies? These auteur yeah. French filmmakers have to do these movies yeah. if you're gonna like try to you know the, water them down.
0: It's like what like John Woo did. Like mm-hmm. it, he made all these crazy uh, gunplay movies in China, and then they're like they have him making bulletproof monk over here with like, and it's just like uh yeah well that dude martyrs as like a as a piece like that the shit in that movie couldn't they wouldn't even let you release it like Mm -hmm. in that state in theaters over here anyways so like the beating of women and the fucking murdering children is just like uh, and yeah it's yeah Yeah, but it doesn't make it it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they do it. It's like why I never watched the old day old boy remake, even mm-hmm. though they got like Spike Lee to do it, who was a really good filmmaker. But like,
1: See, I don't, I think the longer time goes on, like the less I could I find myself wanting to revisit a lot of those movies. Cause at a, at a certain yeah. point, you know, I, I get older and as my kids get older, I start feeling, like, very, like, upset about, like, movies that have yeah. violence against children, bunch of yep. stuff. Like, I love those movies still, like High Tension, Inside, yeah. Martyrs. I can't w- revisit them very often. But, like, and yeah. this, this is cool because it actually has to do with the movie we're talking about tonight. I love watching, like, splatter films if you're, yeah. like – having a blast the entire time. Like, it's yeah. one of my favorite things to do, like, just gross out movies. Yeah. But you find yourself, like, laughing the entire time, you know? Yeah. As opposed to, like, Martyrs gets over and you're, like, calling your psychiatrist to see if you could get more Prozac <laughs> and stuff. You know? Yeah, you're like,
0: fuck! I, uh,
1: I, What's, well, like, The Mist? I love The Mist. Like, it's yeah. one of my oh, favorite yeah. movies. But, yeah. God, that ending just makes Dude, me that- feel like dog shit. I showed my wife Dude, The it- Sacrament. And dude, yeah. she will never watch that movie again because there's some yeah. movies just bum you out a little too much.
0: Uh, yeah, dude, it's stuff like the 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 movie about Jonestown that mm-hmm. they made, uh, yeah, the sacrament. The sacrament. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like that's what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. that movie is just like you're like the Kool Aid, and that's why the Midnight Mass scenes were like so like very much like that. And you're just like, yeah, oh! but like yeah, it. There's dude, it's why my. <laughs> I, they might not be my, like, you know, top, like, oh, this is my favorite. Alien, I think, is still my favorite horror movie of all mm-hmm. time. But um but things, like, I think I've watched stuff like Zombieland and Evil Dead and, and Reanimator and all the shit that's, like, comedy shit that is, like, probably watched it more than Alien, even though I've watched Alien a lot. But, like, just because that stuff is, like, that, that levity, like, that lightning of it is... It's so important and it's a perfect transition to Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, because that, uh, it's just that it lets you like enjoy it without just being like grim, man. Like, there's so many Hollywood movies that are really, really good movies. I'm just like, I'm never watching this again because it's it's dark and mm-hmm. like, you know. Oh,
1: well, dude, like, like mm-hmm, go ahead.
0: No, I was, I was gonna say, all I was gonna say was like, This kind of stuff is, like, escapism, right? Like, you're escaping from, like, what you want, like, your everyday, you know, shit, your problems. You just want to think, you know, just enjoy yourself. And you can do that while watching, you know, having really dark shit like Martyrs. But, like, but you don't, then you know at that point where you're like, do I want to go back into this? Yeah, no,
1: and totally, like, when I was a kid, there were two kinds of horror films that you wanted to show your friends, one of them was, a, a, you know, the martyrs kind of movies, you know, Faces of Death, yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. You want yeah. to show them to your friends to be like, check this out, you know, which yeah. is immature, but at the same time, you know, kids want to show like, hey, look at what I'm into. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then movies like Dead Alive or Evil Dead 2 or movies like that. Yeah. That's a different kind where you want to show your friends because you know they're, it's about to change their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you, you see these movies. Yeah. And it's just like, it becomes a movie that, like, you tell one kid about, and the kid's excited to tell this kid about. Yeah. And I, yeah. dude, Dead Alive was like that for me. I watched that yeah. very early on as a kid. And, dude, like, it became an obsession. Like, just, I was obsessed with telling everybody about Dead and yeah. Dead or uh, Dead Alive and Nightbreed. Those were the two movies yeah. that I just wanted every kid yeah. to like.
0: Dude that it, it took me so long because that movie is the, i mean it's we talking about it this is streaming on youtube which is where i watched it um but man there is that the lawnmower scene at the end of this movie is mm-hmm. notorious like it's it, it's i think pro, like one of if not the like the bloodiest scene of all time by mm-hmm. like gallons of blood being used on something and uh it just man i we talked about this like before like Peter Jackson is a hell of a filmmaker. I I I got burned out of Lord of the Rings real fast because I went to Trilogy Tuesday and watched all three of those movies, two director's cuts, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is enough. And then The Hobbit, man, y- you took a 300-page book and made it into 10 hours of movies because you're fucking greedy. And it just, it. I just, I want old school Peter Jackson back where he's doing like, cool crazy horror shit you know well there's there's uh,
1: so many filmmakers that have that kind of trajectory in a in a bad way in my opinion like i remember watching memento when it first came out and insomnia and those movies and i i was like oh my god christopher nolan you're like wow you know what i mean and then as each movie got a bigger budget and this. And now every Christopher Nolan movie is a huge spectacle in IMAX and it has to be seen on film. And I've owned tenant yeah. since it came out. I've never watched yep. it though, yeah. because it's just my, like, you know what I mean? And my, Peter Jackson's the same.
0: Yeah. I bought my wife Tenet for Christmas last year mm-hmm. and we haven't watched it. Um, it, Dude, it's, 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 it's so many filmmakers can't handle like, they can't handle budgets. It's weird. Or, or either that or it's, like, the, you know, the bands that, like, you know, have one good album and then, like, nothing else after that. And I think, dude, we talk about Dog Soldiers. That guy did Dog Soldiers into The Descent and, like, and then he go and watch Centurion and he was just like, uh, I mean, well, that movie a- was okay.
1: Yeah, Neil Marshall, like he's he's hit or miss too. Like I'll, I'll love yeah. something that he does, like Dog Soldiers or Descent, or yeah, or even like Black Cells. I thought was a really good show that he kind of like yeah. developed and stuff. But like every once in a while, it's just like yeah, Centurion or or even like the newest Hellboy. Like fuck, yeah. you know what I mean? I, mean, I know the studio yeah. kind of basically took that out of his hands yeah. and fucked with it, but like
0: yeah, yeah, it's I mean it. It's like the just we've talked about it. It Just when film you, you we talked about it this episode when you hire these people to do these things, let them do their fucking work, man. It's the same thing that happened with Zack Snyder and like the whole like you know Snyder cut and I mean his his daughter's death, fucked with that even more. But like things like that and like it just like you hear uh, the guy who did uh, Suicide Squad the first one, uh, what's his name, David, David Ayer. Ayers, mm-hmm. and and what they did with his version of that film and like you go because you will go watch fury and tell me that motherfucker can't make a movie fucking training dude (laughs)
1: yeah
0: exactly it's like you just have these studios doing everything and and it just seems like with this dead alive is just like a movie that didn't spend all that much money and but like man they did so many cool things with this like little budget and like dude the effects in this movie are some of the like? I feel like this is one of the last movies I've seen that uses stop motion. Like mm-hmm. it's like that kind of time frame where they use this kind of stuff, and you go, "Damn, man, this is just a love of movies, right?" It's like this motherfucker loves lo- movies. He loves Looney Tunes. You could, mm-hmm. <laughs> could tell watching this shit. Um, What's well, like this punk he, rock
1: eth- ethos to his his early movies? You know, like yeah. Bad Taste, uh, Bra- uh, Brain Dead, Meet the Feebles. Like, there was this kind yeah. of, like, punk rock aesthetic to early Peter Jackson. Yeah. And, like, like you said, the budgets, you know? And now, yeah. like, oh, my God, dude. Like, King Kong or the Lord of yeah. the Rings movies. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to get every, like, you know, Hobbit cosplayer pissed at me. But, like, I'm yeah. sorry, man. But the fucking extended cuts of all of those, I will never get that time back. Like, I'm not dissing yeah. people that like fantasy stuff. Yeah. But, like, how did – see – I I try not to say a lot of these things because I don't want to sound like the kind of pretentious film fan that's like, oh, no, early stuff's always better. Like, I embrace movies that I like, but you can tell that, like, the kind of scrappy punk rock Peter Jackson kind of doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It it just – it's the epitome of what Hollywood is, right? It's that big – Like that's in in Lord of the Rings is less of it, but like The Hobbit is a perfect example. It's just hollow. Mm -hmm. It's it's bright lights, loud noises, with no meat to it, and it's just
1: like then there was no reason for all of that stuff to exist. I read The Hobbit once, and he spent like what three pages on the texture of a tree. Like how is that like two or three movies? You know what I mean? Two. It's just I always I will never not
0: laugh at that scene in Clerks too where the guy's, like, making fun of them. And he's like, here's Fellowship of the Ring. Walk, walk, walk. Here's Two Towers. Walk, walk, walk. Here's Return of the King. Dr- walk, drop the ring. And let's go home now. <laughs> and it's because you go, I mean, there's so, there's oh, man. I I, I really, I like those books. I read them as a kid. Those books were important to me. But, like, man, it just doesn't, it just doesn't translate nearly as well to, the like, that medium. And it's just, like. Especially in our ADHD culture, man. I this movie, man, I told you, I was trying to watch it like I was watching it and I'm I was about to eat dinner. I started eating dinner at the like third act started <laughs> and I'm like, this is a bad idea, man. Like because it's just there's some gross shit in this movie. I mean, mm. there is some positively gross shit in this movie. And it's it's fun and but because it's you could just tell he's he was just like, oh, if we did it like this, it'd be even grosser yeah. kind of shit. You know, like he's he's just someone there that like,
1: like is someone that just like gets glee out of like grossing people out. And yeah, that's yeah. fun. And like what's yeah. crazy is like I feel like Peter Jackson could make a do a middle ground movie. You know, oh, yeah. The Frighteners is very much yeah. in the middle of now like Peter Jackson now and Peter Jackson before. And it works yeah. so well. Yeah. I mean a, a couple we- like you know, technology things here and there, but
0: yeah. Oh dude, that movie also, I, that movie fucked up a lot of shit because he bought those computers to make that movie. Mm-hmm. And because of that is why he made Lord of the Rings. Right. That like that whole, he's like, I got all these computers. What am I going to do with it now? And you go, Oh fuck. And so like, I don't know, man, it's, it's, I sit there and go like the frighteners was what, like my first Peter Jackson movie I ever mm-hmm. saw in the theater. And I was like, this movie's fucking dope. And then you're like, well, I mean, it, it's, that was like michael j fox like so many things i appreciate as a kid michael j fox was one of those i don't know like i might have been a weird kid and i was a weird kid like i loved fucking uh that that the new york city show he did where he was like the deputy mayor spin city and yeah spin city mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know if most kids like th- it was a very like aimed at adults kind of thing mm-hmm. but like
1: oh dude i need to i loved it
0: yeah and you're just sitting there going this is just michael j fox being awesome and you go back and it, like i think the last thing i saw him on was like he he showed up on curb your enthusiasm mm-hmm. like the season where D- uh larry david was living in new york and mm-hmm. he was like fucking with larry david with his like his like uh, his disease <laughs> like because he lived right above him. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just like man i love that man and i it sucks so bad that's like I always have a hard time blaming karma because people like Michael J. Fox get fucked over in this world.
1: I was at uh, the scream Awards about nine or 10 years ago. And, uh, it was when Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd came out on stage in the DeLorean and dude. And then Bill Murray came out in his Ghostbusters outfit. Like it was like one of the best days of my life. Like, and they would, they would sit us in the crowd and move us every few other awards just to like, you know, switch up the crowd and the last time, they set us right behind James Cameron. Oh, and so, like, man. my friend Brandon, like, in between awards, we kept, like, whispering stuff to James Cameron. <laughs> Dude, that's so good. Yeah, it was cool. Dude,
0: that's that's so good. Uh, that's another guy who, I mean, still makes amazing movies, but, man, mm-hmm. money. I, I, I miss James Cameron not being, like, having billions of dollars to make every one of his films, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like, dude, uh, I mean, you know, whoever likes Avatar, you know, all power to you guys. You know, like, you do you. Like, I have nothing against Avatar. But if James Cameron thinks that people give a shit this many years later, like, yeah. dude, just move on.
0: Dude, that – yeah, man, I I don't know. I'm going to get so James much Cameron hate made, for this. <laughs> oh, I don't care, man. If it, Like, you, dude, that, that movie – Avatar is a wonderful piece of technology, but the story was exactly the it's same. Fucking as every- Fungally. It's fucking Fergulie. It's Fergulie. Uh, it's the Pocahontas. It's the last of the Mohicans. It's the last samurai, and not last of the Mohicans. The last samurai. Mm-hmm. It's just everything dances where technology with is bad. Yeah, dances where technology is bad and nature is good, and which is fine. But it's just like it's not something super original. And like I don't know. I hope I hope the new ones are good. I. That whole thing is weird. Also, like they're building theme parks and doing all this shit. And it's like, you guys waited so fucking long to do all this stuff. I'm just like, really? well, it's it like just, the it's second
1: like, Independence Day? Like, yeah. uh, of course it bombed. Yeah. You know, like who gives yeah. a fuck this late in the you, game?
0: You didn't even get Will Smith back, man. That's when you killed go, off you, his character get, in between yeah. movies. Uh, like, what yeah. the yeah, fuck, such dude? A, such a stupid thing, man. Man, the other one, the only other, the other director we're going to think about like this in in the same kind of Sam Raimi thing, uh, or. Peter Jackson with Sam Raimi, as a, as I say, Sam Raimi first. Um, Sam Raimi feels like kind of like Peter Jackson, but like mm-hmm. hasn't been as successful because I, I think I think a lot of that you go back and look at Spider Man three fucked a lot, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but like the thing man, about Sam
1: Raimi is even with the big budgets, you could tell he's still trying to be Sam Raimi. Like I wasn't yeah. the biggest fan of his like Wizard of Oz movie, but there were so many fun references to like Evil Dead and playful shit in that movie that yeah. it just still feels like a Sam Raimi movie. I
0: never, I never saw either one of those. Like they made two of them, didn't they? I, I don't. It, or I, did they? Only I only watched
1: one? one. I don't know if they made a second one, but like that was that the like, one with when yeah, that was the one with James Franco. Yeah, uh, and then when Sam Raimi came back and did Drag Me to Hell, like you know what I mean? Yeah. That was Sam Raimi post spider-man that was sam raimi dude, after yeah. he was a-list sam raimi doing dude, basically yeah. evil dead again it was fucking rad dude
0: that movie is one of the most hardcore pg-13 horror movies mm-hmm. of all time like the shit they got away with it in that the movie end, was just, man
1: like,
0: yeah oh dude the end the fucking sans uh scene is fucking gnarly mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's the my my wife hates endings that's why she hate like if a movie like kicks you in the balls in the end like she hates dragging me to hell because of that, and she the same reason she like hates the mist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, My wife but, man, was like
1: that. We went and saw The Prodigy because I'm like a yeah. huge fan of Nicholas McCarthy, the filmmaker. Yeah, we saw it, and she was so into that movie until the end, and immediately yeah. she was like, "Fuck this movie! I'll never watch yep. it again." Like I bought it when it, I bought it on like Black Friday that year, and she just like shook her head the whole time. <laughs>
0: dude uh so let's go in and talk about this movie more specifically mm-hmm. um so it came out in 92 directed by peter jackson like i said uh, it's a premises is uh, the synopsis is a young man's mother is bitten by a some some sumer sumeritran? i don't fucking sumatran, sumatran it says sumatran rat monkey she gets sick and dies at which time she comes back to life killing and eating dogs nurses friends and neighbors i was saying to you while i was watching this by the way the the priest character needed more time in this movie and i, mm-hmm. I the one of my favorite fucking characters ever but man this movie starts off and i i wonder like watching it could this movie get made today and not just like the fact with all the gore but like man the shit they hit do like with the native stuff at the very beginning mm-hmm. is very much like what like a more comedy version what he did with uh you know uh, uh, King Kong later on well it's like, connected
1: you know. I mean Skull yeah. Island where the rat is from is from King Kong and what's cool yeah. on his King in his King Kong movie he had yeah. the rats from this movie in it yeah so it's they kinda, were like
0: in the cargo hold yeah. or something right yeah. so it's
1: kind of funny that it's like like, this Dead Alive is connected to fucking King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like this New yeah. Zealand fucking, like, splatter movie about, like, a dude that just can't let go of his mom, you know? This toxic yeah. woman. Which, yeah. dude, to be honest, my mom was like that. Uh, She was just a despicable person, to be honest. And, yeah. like you know that shadow of her always was on my shoulders and like i think that's one of the reasons that even as a kid i loved this movie because i'm like dude this yeah. is my mom you know yeah. it's, it's,
0: it's so dude, much it's, fun it's that thing where man it's you talk about it now and i know enough people like like you know someone who has shitty parents and mm-hmm. you, th- you like talk to them about it and like i think i have friends who go you know i i know that my fucking mom or dad sucks but there's that like that fucking primal part of you that like needs their approval, right? That mm-hmm. needs their love, mm-hmm. needs all this stuff, and you go, and so it, it's like you go, why is this guy put up with this shit? And you go, well, because you learn, you learn later. I mean, you learn pretty early on. His dad died young, um, and so it was just him and his mom. And so this this kid had to do all this shit. And you go, man, and and the, and the this this mother is evil, and her fucking brother almost as bad oh, if God, not worse than yeah. her um he's like a enabler from new zealand yeah well he's an enabler. enabler and he's a fucking he's a leech he's yeah. like someone who who gets through life by doing as little as possible and like just getting as much free shit as you can
1: yeah um, and like the main character lionel like he means well so much yeah and like even when he you know he he meets the girl that he likes paquita and like uh like you know what i mean like like a good life a fresh start is in front of him the entire movie and he fucks it up almost the entire time because of like this this fucking like duty that he feels he has to this crazy mom
0: well that and he has that duty for the mom and then it's there's the like he's a i think he's kind of like he's got kind of got that like protector Mm -hmm. thing going about him right he's like because he these these zombies pop like what I don't they don't ever call him anything right but they start popping up later on and he takes it upon himself to like try to get rid of them like he's trying to be the one to do it and I don't I don't know if it's because to protect his mother or whatnot but you go man this guy put up with a lot of shit mm-hmm. um but yeah so this movie starts off and they have uh, uh, uh some New Zealand uh guys are on this island collecting this uh rat thing and the natives are chasing him down and i i always go man it's fucked up but like this guy is like the natives are like no you can't have it and he like starts like shooting a tommy gun at him or some (laughs) shit like so (laughs) and I watched some youtube video guy talking about it and he was drunk when he made this video and like he was like oh my drunken review of this movie and he was like oh then he kills all these people but he doesn't he doesn't kill any of the natives i don't think i don't even think he actually shoots them he kind of just goes into the air with it but it's uh it, it gets you get you find out real early what how fucked up this this rat monkey thing is because like the the natives that are there with him like helping guide him they uh they, or his people, I don't even, like, they're his people, right? They know how fucked up it is Mm because he gets bitten on the arm, and they're just like, they're chopping his arm off, and then they chop his leg off, and then then they find the scratch marks on his head, and then they cut his head off. (laughs) And he's just like, dude, this is like, pretty gnarly like there are a lot of limb removals in this movie it's gnarly
1: but it feels like it feels like a splatter punk version of the three stooges a lot yeah like three stooges are like you said looney tunes like that's what this movie is it's like looney tunes in live action with tons of blood
0: well dude it's it's funny because this came out in 92 and you go this is like we were like what three or four years into The Simpsons with mm-hmm. like Itchy, it, Itchy and Scratchy, right? And Itchy and Scratchy being that that cartoon thing with like like so pure violence in it, and you go, man, this is like this is about as close as you get to something like Itchy and Scratchy or something like that, mm-hmm. right? It's like, man, and the baby scenes. We'll go back to, it, <laughs> but like, man, I love it. Um, so yeah, so this thing gets pulled back to New Zealand. They get away with it. Um. And you now we go back to our the New Zealand, which man, it's it's funny watching this movie because then you see like you see some so many of the same shots in this movie in the Frighteners and uh and like all the early stuff that he actually shot in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was trying to make New Zealand look like uh California in The Frighteners, but it's like you see the same hills and kind of shit that are in that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man.
1: He's like David Cronenberg so, in the sense that, like, David Cronenberg <laughs> refuses to shoot anything outside of Canada. Like, he just yeah. will not go to America. And so, like, all of his movies, even if they're, they don't take place in Canada, like, Phil, you know, like, you watch The Fly and you're like, that's Canada.
0: You know, I you know you bring up Cronenberg, and I wanted to say something, you know, I kept forgetting. The re- I finally watched Video Journey recently, and I'm going, man— the thing I that I, it was, a, it's a really good movie, but man, I go, Videodrome and Scanners are almost exactly the same movie. I'm like, I'm like watching this. I'm like, I just watched Scanners recently. This is like the same <laughs> fucking movie, like conspiracy nuts and body horror and all this shit. And they get in some more crazy shit in Videodrome. But like, I'm like, come on, David. I think like, that
1: he kind of rotates in a lot of like similar themes because there's like shivers and Rabbit and so many other movies that are like that or like dead or yeah dead ringers but like uh i mean yeah dead ringers or even like crash which is like you know these people that are obsessed with car crashes and get turned on by car crashes like the way that david Cronenberg's head works i don't understand but i fucking love it so much
0: yeah, dude, yeah and he was like the down. cool. There's yeah, oh,
1: dude. Yeah, I loved Possessor. Yeah. That and like yeah. David Cronenberg as the main villain in Nightbreed. And oh, yeah. dude, Decker is one of my favorite favorite villains.
0: That that and he uh, that mask is so cool. Yeah, but that yeah. and he does the uh, him and Jason go, uh, Jason X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. in it for like that's. That man is fucking he, he he loves cinema. And it's like he's very similar to like, I think if he kind of feels like Quentin Tarantino, like mm-hmm. button horror kind of things. Like, but yeah, we talked about Possessor on the show, and that movie fucking blew me away in so many ways. Uh his son did. It's kind of like Stephen King and Joe Hill, right? Like Joe yeah. Hill does that, does what his dad does, and but he does it so well. Um Yeah, so we go back to New Zealand and this all takes place in 1956. Uh And you meet our our shop girl who is – you talked about her, Paquita. And a very like – I don't know how to say this. Like what – I don't know how to say this without being like going down ways that we do. Her family seems very like what you would call gypsies. But I know gypsies is a bad word nowadays and like a slur. So I don't know what to say. Like they're very like – Kind of nomadic
1: kind of thing. Yeah, nomadic kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, but like they have those kind of – vibes of, of of what those type of people you would think of like um like the, her grandmother is like a fortune teller or something mm-hmm. like that right and it's got that kind of thing um but they own this little store and they basically tell her she's gonna fall in love with with tarot cards right um and this girl man she, she is uh her diana penoliver uh she's a pretty lady and is probably way too pretty for, uh, Lionel, but, uh, <laughs> she, I, dude, the guy comes in, uh, the, like the delivery dude who is like, she's like trying to like pop her tits out for him. And he's like, like covering her up and stuff. You're like, um, especially cause it's so weird because later on, they like she's with him for like a hot minute because fucking Lionel's <laughs> like going through shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she comes in and then a Lionel comes in and they meet and she is fucking, she's like, Oh, I'm supposed to fall in love. And this guy is like, Oh, he's the one. Um, and you, <laughs> you're sitting here and this guy is such a dweeb, but it's like in the fifties, right? So it's like, and you're in New Zealand. So you're like, how many things are different then? and, and uh, it's funny, but uh, you go in and you basically, these two get set up and, uh, she like lionel orders groceries for his mother and they uh she like deli- uh pakita delivers them you know i as i every time i watch this movie i start thinking they said her name's nakita like because the accents of all her, her family and her is very very heavy mm-hmm. and uh i kept thinking they were saying nakita but like they're also with the new, the new Zealand accents also. But, um, and they end up actually basically end up going to the, uh, the zoo and the <laughs> fucking crazy mother, man, I fucking hate her. The mother, I she's, love that part. she's that. Yeah. She's that overbearing character that we talked about. Like we go back to like the mist and the, the crazy religious lady in that, or things like that kind of, thing. I mean, what, what you think of when you think of like what, uh, uh the mother in psycho was like while she was still alive right like you just kind of assumed she was that kind of like controlling bitch that like this woman gets over the mom to Um,
1: like where like if you need to go somewhere or you're gonna go do something with your friends and then and your mom's completely fine like right before you go she'll be like oh my chest and you're like shit guys i can't go you know yeah like oh yeah kind of person yeah.
0: yeah the one that like or is like Oh, you can't do that because I need you. And she does mm-hmm. that. I need you kind of thing. It's very like a pair like that. You see why her brother, when you meet her brother late on, why he's the way he is also. Um, but they go. These two are going to the zoo and they're just having a good old time. And they meet. They find this rat that they found in the beginning of the movie. And it's 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 clay animation. But it's fucking wonderful because it like it like just kills this fucking monkey that lives in a cage next to him because he pisses him off or something <laughs> like that. Um and you're like oh man and then these two wander off away from it and then you hear like screaming and it's his mother and she had gone over by this rat and it bites her and you go oh fuck because you you don't really know what happened but like you saw what happened to the the guy leading the expedition that captured it where they were chopping his limbs off because he got bit by this um and then you basically you're getting to this whole like escalation of what happens with with her and then uh, like what happens and how it spreads after this point and dude you start getting some fucking gnarly gross shit really early after this like really quickly after this right um that she's got she's joining some, what is it like the the women's league of of something something mm-hmm. like a WL or something like that uh she's like they're new treasurer so they're coming for for dinner Or lunch on uh, one of these days, and the mother wakes up and her face is just like it's like it's like cabin fever, not cabin, yeah, cabin fever almost, right? Which is kind of
1: like drooping.
0: Yeah. Well, she's got a big triangle of her skin just like falls off, and then he glues her. He's like, Oh, I'll tell him to come back. And she was like, No. And she has him glue her face. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? And this is like she's sitting there and they're eating steak with the, this other couple, this couple, and this husband and wife who run this club. And dude, this is where it starts being like, oop, oop. it's kind of like it's. You just see Peter Jackson just like grossing like pieces are out. Like, falling off. Yeah, He's, that pieces are falling off, and they bring out custard. Mm. And she's got, like, blood squirts into her fucking custard, and she's eating it, and the old the other lady sees it. And, and it's not like, even
1: subtle. <gasps> it's, like, close up, like, oh, yeah. God.
0: <laughs> and then her, her fucking ear falls off into her custard, and she eats her own ear. And my one of my favorite parts of this whole scene, at the very end of it, you see her just, like, slowly spitting her earring out of her mouth. Like, she's, like, it was on her ear that she just <laughs>
1: You go, what the fuck? Um it feels like a slapstick comedy show like it would be like Three's Company with like you know yeah. like NC-17 or X-rated gore like it's yeah. it's it's humorous like kind of like situational comedies you know yeah. like people are stuck in these like like especially the scene you were just talking about you're kind of stuck in this room with these people and you see like the grossest shit go down and you can't look away because he doesn't allow yeah. you to and that's yeah. what I love about this movie so many other movies, especially movies that would that were made in America around that time, would cut yeah. to something else instead of show you yeah. all this stuff up front. But it like yeah. the humor kind of comes out of those really disgusting moments. Like the movie's like yeah. it's a splatter horror film, but this movie is so fucking funny like the yeah. whole entire yeah. time,
0: yeah. it's because, man, and they go it goes like she keeps getting worse. And then, like at this point, at some point in the near future, the, the, uh, Paquita comes over with her German shepherd, which is the key statement here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the mom is real fucked up and they're about to like call like the nurse to like take her to the hospital. And the mom eats her German shepherd. And you're like, they, they come up and like, they hear the dogs whimpering or whatever. And all like, he pulls like its tail out of her mouth. And it is <laughs> so disgusting. Cause it's like gooey and like, you're like you ever get like eat a hare on accident, you're like, uh, uh You ever ugh. eat a German you know, it's like shepherd
1: the, on accident?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm accident <laughs> Dude, that's not a small fucking dog. Let me tell you what.
1: It's like Michael um, Myers level, man. Who eats dogs? Dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh man, what does he he's like the, the Michael Myers in the in the second Rob Zombie movie, where he's just eating dog hearts like they're like you well know, that like candy bars. He, he ate
1: the dog in Halloween Four. He ate the dog in the first Halloween. Like this fucker just yeah. like eating dogs. It's fucking weird. Yeah, he,
0: he loves it, man. Um, and this is like they're like ready to get the. He calls the fucking paramedics, and Paquita goes to like pack her up some clothes for the hospital. And the nurse is there and the mother dies. And this is where it starts getting real fucking bongers. This is like a slapstick. You're talking about like with Looney Tunes, even more shit. Like the mother comes back to life after dying. It like, she rips, she like sticks her, she like sticks her fingers in the nurse's like, like cheeks or something like that. And then like, Opens her up like a Pez dispenser. Mm-hmm. Like she like pu- pulls her head backwards, which is the uh, fucking re- reoccurring gag for the rest of the movie yeah. because they like, they just are using that the rest of the time. Um, and then uh, uh, fucking Lionel shoves them both in the basement, and she like uh, Pakita comes back down with the clothes, and she's like, "Where'd they go?" And she's he's like, "Uh, they're at the the hospital." <laughs> like they're like. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the ambulance. Uh, yeah, they went in her car because mom. <laughs> You're like, oh man, because you don't know why he's doing this. You don't know why he's like is to protect his mom or what. But like, I I feel like if he would have been honest with her, like right at this point, maybe things would have gone. Better. Well, he's
1: like that. He's like that kind of person that like they see a good thing in front of them, but they feel like if the person that they like knows the whole situation about them, they wouldn't be as appealing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when my wife yeah. and I first met, like I was just coming off of like a gnarly really like pill addiction. And like, you know, and I'm and not to get serious for a second, but like, you know, I, I was also like cutting myself at the time, self-harming. This yeah. is like five, six years ago. And like I would always wear like a hoodie 24-7 yeah. like when my wife and I first started dating because I didn't want her to see all these things. Because once you see like the cracks in people, you know, then yeah. the flaws come out, you know, and like – Lionel's very much like that, and obviously a less serious side. You know, it's yeah. comical, but like he likes Paquita. He's just afraid that once she sees how devoted, even though he doesn't want to be, to his mom, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, they have so, like, the specifically when they're leaving the zoo scene, and he's like looking back at her because, like, the mother, after getting bit by this rat thing, monkey, is like she's like i want to go home now and you see him like 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 he goes home with her and he looks back at her and he's like i'm sorry like i have to take care of my mom like it's like that it's like that burden he has to wear yeah like, he has to bear it like that's his mother he loves his mother even though she's a evil old w- w- wench man um and like this is where the, one of the other funnier characters in the movie. He he goes off and he finds like this mortician mm-hmm. who they 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 do a real good job not of uh of hiding, but he's a he's a Nazi who's uh, obviously escaped Germany and still <laughs> running around in his like fucking Nazi uniform because like there's a big tear in his like doctor lab coat where the you need to just see the Nazi symbol the the swastika underneath it, uh, and he gets uh he starts getting uh uh. He thinks it's a uh, not a stimulant. It's a uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fucking to knock his mother out. Like uh, uh, I'm saying, depressant, but I can't think. Sedative? of Sedative. I'm, I'm trying to think. Of. Sedative. Yeah. Tranquilizer. Yeah, tranquilizer. Um, and he starts injecting the nurse and his mom with the shit just to keep them from you know going around. And he later figure out it's not really a tranquilizer. It's a stimulant of some kind. And uh, it makes everything way bigger once you put a bunch of it in. Um, and dude, that shit he loves that the the needle scenes in this movie because mm-hmm. he's doing shit where he's like he's like injecting it in eyes and up noses and shit. You're like, Ugh, like shit that's like it's eye stuff, man fucks with me a little bit. Oh, like yeah. first time I the first time I ever watched audition where I thought she was putting needles in his like eye at the very end, but it's like right in the like in the corner. Yeah. And you just go, oh, man. Um, and how does it, she ends up eventually, like, getting out and, like, he ends up, like, they they end up saying she's dead. Like, I don't even remember how they actually get her out. Um, she breaks out of the basement, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Um, and so this is where the shit show really hits the fan because they they take her to the church to, like, which is weird because it seems like they have the church connected to the mortuary. Yeah, it's just because it's a small fucking town, right? Um, and this is where Peter Jackson makes his camp one of his cameos, right? Um, but they stick her in there. They're like embalming her, and they're like no one's in the room, and like there she's just covered in like she's like fit like a a water balloon. Yeah, with this embalming fluid, <laughs> it is so gross, and you're like, ah. And then th- my favorite part of that scene, though, is like when the 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 funeral home director comes back in, and he's like, he just pushes her eyeballs mm-hmm. back into her
1: head, and you're like, it, I feel like <laughs> Peter Jackson was just like, like just a giddy schoolboy trying to think yeah. of ways to just like gross someone out. Like I feel like his yeah. goal was to make every person that watches in the theater puke. Toot.
0: Dude, I've watched a lot of fucked up shit in this movie in my in my 38 years, and this movie's still like it's like not easy to watch all this shit. Even like from someone, it, it's it's not it doesn't fuck around, man. It does not fuck around, and even though it's comical, but it's still got that gross out factor. And uh, basically, at this point, uh, the uh, the mother like tackles he. Uh, Lionel goes looking to make sure she's like n- not like warning around. And she uh she like tackles them through a wall and they end up like, oh, I guess what are they like she's moving? <laughs> I don't even know. They're like they don't meet, seem to make it like that big of a deal, even though she looks like a fucking nightmare, mm-hmm. right? Um and this is where you go back to uh they bury her in the graveyard, and there's these like these like fucking like grease heads or I don't like what, what greasers, is that mm-hmm. what they're called, mm-hmm. right? 50 rockabilly greasers. Dudes, yeah, yeah. Who are, like, running around just, like, pissing on gravestones and shit like that. (laughs) They're, like, they start fucking with Lionel when he's going to make sure his mother isn't, like, you know, like, coming up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this has some, like, this has some shit in it, like, where she, like, grabs his dick and, like, someone described it as she fucks the, like, rockabilly guys to death, basically. And this is where the priest shows up, and I fucking love him. He's a priest that does kung fu. He'd been been in the funeral, but like he wasn't very, like, didn't have much of a part into this. It's so
1: fucking random. It's my favorite part of the whole movie, dude.
0: Yeah, he goes, I kick ass for the Lord. Lord. (laughs) It's just just like, (laughs) I love it so much. I I said, that's why I said, like, this motherfucker needs like a spinoff. I want like a. Kung Fu Priest, like, how he learns Kung Fu, like, his, like, early years, like, movie, like, him going and traveling around. It reminds
1: me of the pancake kid from the first Cabin Fever. You know, that kid with the long mullet and just goes, pancakes, and just starts, like, doing, like, Kung Fu kicks.
0: Dude, I just saw a thing about that scene. That scene was completely improvised. And I go, why? Give that kid a movie. That mullet is impressive man i just thought you ever see like when i was in california um the i saw like uh, the last day we were there like i turned on the morning news and they were talking about the the uh national like mullet con some national mullet contest i'm like
1: why when it, isn't what? that the perfect place to just bomb like just put a bomb somewhere and then like the world's troubles <laughs> go away <laughs> I wish, man. Jesus, Christ. I was we watching the. It, uh, I was watching the every time I die kind of like fake telethon they did last year, uh, and yeah. their guitar player like has like what they call a skullet. You know, he's kind of yeah. balding, but he has like the long hair. Yeah, <laughs> I was just obsessed yeah. with that one
0: dude i always laughed uh there's a wwe wrestler baron corbin and mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I kept going that motherfucker's hairline was so bad i'm like dude just shave your head just shave your fucking head you look so bad like that and he finally did and, dude that uh, dude was supposed and, to
1: come on the show i used to host yeah he's a huge he? horror fan yeah like oh, scheduling, scheduling didn't work out last minute but he was so into the idea yeah dude he's yeah he seems like a cool dude he, he just they always
0: have him playing a giant douchebag bag and yeah. kind the of thing but you see him like outside of it but yeah um and so basically these these rockabilly guys all get eaten by the by the mother mm-hmm. um and the priest gets like knocked into the air and like impaled on a statue and you just go oh man and for some reason there's like more rockabilly's than there are but like the Lionel brings like the priest and the 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 head rockabilly back to his house, and I don't know why just those two, but he does, and it sets up for some of the funny shit in this movie because like then you start getting scenes where like he's trying to feed them all mm-hmm. like tranquilizers, and uh, he's like the nurse's head is like falling off like a Pez dispenser. Like <laughs> I said, they uh they do all this shit, and then like. I think this is when the uncle shows up, right? The, mm-hmm. his uncle shows up, but then the, the best part of this, and I don't know if I caught this the first time what you hear the, the, the zombies fucking it's the priest and the, the nurse are fucking as like the, <laughs> you Go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it's so good. But yeah, you meet the, uh you meet the fucking uncle who basically wants money from his sister dying. Um, and, later on he comes back and he, f- he kind of figures out there's bodies in the basement and he-, he uses it to like uh blackmail uh lionel but uh this after he tries to feed him all this shit and the the uncle leaves the the he catches the two the nurse and the priest fucking and the the he does more things that are kind of like looney tunes like where uh the priest like the like the nurse like is biting the priest's lips and like pulls his lips Mm off and it's just like
1: stretches out his mouth
0: yeah it's like very looney tunes um and then he puts them all in the basement and i don't know how much longer after this but like lionel goes back into the basement and this is where you meet the baby The 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 fucking you see like you see an inkling of it when they like he puts them back in the basement like her belly grows like a little bit like you could see it like it was supposed to be noticeable and the fucking they she had a baby and this thing is the fucking best part of this entire movie and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of good shit in this movie and uh, because this baby it it looks I don't even know how to how do you describe what this baby looks like man I don't even know what the the best way to describe (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like dead, but like it's got like, I don't know, man. It kind of reminds me of like, of like that animatronic world of stuff like dinosaurs and shit like that. Even yeah, though it's like a human baby. Um,
1: well, like you could also, tell that Peter Jackson was super obsessed with stop motion stuff and even puppetry and stuff. Like, have you seen yeah. Meet the Feebles? No, dude. I it's, haven't
0: seen that or the other the first one he did. The, bad taste. Uh, Yeah, bad dude. Meet the
1: Feebles. It's basically kind of like the Muppets, if it was fucking like X-rated horror, fucking raunchy shit. It is the most offensive kind of movie like that. And like you could you could tell you could tell with the baby in this and like the rat and so many different things that like
0: yeah
1: I love Peter Jackson when he used to fuck around with like outdated technology. Yeah, you know puppets, stop motion stuff. Now, like, everything has to be, like, CGI and, you know, I don't care if movies have CGI, but when the whole fucking movie feels like CGI, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like – there's no imagination. You know what I mean? Like, I I love the kind of elbow grease aesthetic in this movie and, like, all of his early stuff. Dude –
0: he even does the. I'm pretty sure they do the. Uh, they do the uh, the Chucky thing where they have a a little person dressed up in the 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 baby costume. It's mm-hmm. where, where it's like running away from the screen and stuff. But man, I I don't know. My favorite scene in this whole whole movie probably in the one where I laughed my ass off. For some reason, Lionel, I don't know why, but he decides he's going to take this baby to the park. <laughs> like we all like you sitting there and going. Why would you do this, man? Why? Well, it's like foolish decisions,
1: the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I know. And you're like, but it's so funny because you see him like trying to like observe the other mothers in the park. And uh like, but then you start seeing you're like, but how is he taking care of this thing? And you realize he's put barbed wire in between the baby and (laughs) Mm himself. And you go, what? And you're like, okay. And the uh He's, like, doing all the things that, like, like he's brought, he's got, like, a stuffed animal for it, just, like, the, the all the other babies do, uh, and my, f- dude, when it rolls down the hill, and he starts having, like, the fight with the baby, it, mm-hmm. I laugh every single time, because, like, you see the, these, like, people in the park are watching him, and he's, like, slamming the baby against the, <laughs> the swing poles and shit like that, and you're, like, what, and it's just so, it's so over the top, but also, like, you could tell, like, the guy, uh, Timothy Baum played Lionel, and he, the dude, you just see him, like, hitting what is, you can tell now in these higher, re- like, uh, definition versions of the movie, he's just, like, slamming a baby doll into the thing, and the guy just sold it so well, and it's so fucking funny, and the this, this scene is just, like, it's chef's kiss, Did man. you ever see is- uh,
1: Feast 2?
0: No, I saw Feast 1 Dude, because- there's
1: a scene where all the monsters are chasing everyone in the middle of the street and yeah. the dude's running this dude's running with a baby and he's running trying to get his family out of the way and the monsters are getting closer and the guy looks back and just throws his baby up and just keeps running and the monsters <laughs> just eat the shit out of his baby.
0: Um, you know, you know I wanted to see uh, I saw the first Feast it was because I it, the stuff with like the green room project or whatever. But because Project Greenlight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Project one. But uh, but uh, it's because uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob uh, yeah. was in that movie, and it was one of the reasons why I watched that movie. I think I have that on DVD somewhere. The first one, mm-hmm. um, that movie also the whole thing it does where it's like, here's our main hero, and then he dies like two seconds after that is fucking hysterical. Yeah. That movie was that movie is fun. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so after the scene with the baby at the at the at the uh, at the fucking park he goes home and this is when the uncle is found like the bodies in the basement i don't know how they don't eat him oh because he's got them all tied up Mm -hmm. right in the basement um and he's basically like if you don't give me the house i'm gonna call the cops and the guy's like okay you you could have it and this motherfucker decides to have this party like right away and this is where like the party is like the third act of this movie and is probably one of the most bonkers third acts i've ever seen in a film yeah like it is so off the wall this see the whole like fucking thing is insane like it's it's, basically the
1: the whole third act is basically that whole like section of evil dead 2 in the house where everything's coming alive and everything blood's coming out of the walls and all that shit yeah that's basically the whole third act of this movie but but
0: with a way bigger house mm-hmm. and way more people oh, like totally it's like so th- there's got to be like a hun- like not a hundred but like it's like 30 40 50 people in this scene who most of them besides lionel and and all of them besides him and lionel and uh Paquita become zombies mm-hmm. and man this whole fucking end scene like so like the, the the most notorious scene for this movie is this like third act is when he straps the lawnmower <laughs> to his chest. And I every time I see that movie at uh, that scene I go, "Man, I want I can't get a lawnmower that doesn't get stuck on like wet grass, too much wet grass being right? in it. and like how does this motherfucker have a lawnmower that's just going through human he beings?" He probably got it
1: the same place that Jeff Kober got that ceiling fan from First Power. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, and that's why I wanted to watch this movie. That ceiling fan scene reminded me so much of this Mm -hmm, fucking movie. mm -hmm. Um And man, but there are so many like it's just hard, like you've Okay, the the, plot-wise, you figure out that at this point that like his mother actually killed his father Mm -hmm. and his father's his father was cheating on her, drowned them both, and like put their bodies up in like a fucking like a, a like a thing upstairs in the attic and dude my like my wife was watching this part one the other day with me and she goes what the fuck because like there are like intestines come back to life and are att- like all the internal organs of like one of these people was like still in this trunk and it's just like like he's choking on like small intestines <laughs> and shit mm-hmm. like that and you're just like this fucking movie is bonkers man. yeah um but but uh yeah so basically they have this party and basically all the zombies get out and it's just pure chaos it is dude i also the special the practical effects in this in this part are so fucking good like the head on the floor sliding around for like most of this third act is fucking it is perfect like i don't know how they did it i don't know how they because they like it's a guy sticking his head through the It's got to be that a guy sticking his head through the floor. But, like, they have it sliding around that it looks like it's Mm -hmm. really that. And it's just – it's bonkers, man. It's just like –
1: it's a splatter film in, like, the exact definition. Like, when you mention splatter movies, this is the kind of movie that that pops into people's heads. You know, like, anytime I hear the words, like, a splatter film or something like that, the first thing that I ever think about is the entire ending of this movie – like yeah. when, when Lionel gets that lawnmower and he's just mowing down people, you get yeah. gallons after gallons, yeah. like pools of blood everywhere. And it's like the goriest thing ever.
0: Dude, that and then then fucking Paquita is like shoving things in food processors in the kitchen, mm-hmm. including the baby, which is more fucking hysterical shit with the baby and like mm-hmm. like blopping, like going up into the air, and just like it's so. F- dude every scene the baby's in this movie fucking makes me laugh um and the dude i when and when the fucking uncle gets it you're like yes fuck this piece of shit because he's just a giant douchebag um and all this leads up to like the fucking mother pops up and she is like super sane zombie Mm -hmm. she's like this giant practical effect and somehow she comes up through the roof. Like, she's so fucking big. She's like the roof of the house. She's like the Beetlejuice and worms. Yeah, basically. She's, and she's, cl- she's stop motion, right? And, mm-hmm. and there's like, and there's practical effects on top of it because, like, at the, like, he ends up getting eaten by her with her, like, vagina stomach. But he, like, he fucking uh, cuts like, her open with this. Yeah. Yeah. With a pendant from the, the, uh, Paquita's family. And you go, man. Th- and that's where, dude, that's another, like, I think this movie set records for how much, how many gallons of blood mm-hmm. they used, like fake blood they used. And that scene where the, like, the, he cuts her open, there's so much blood coming out, like, so much. It's like actually comparable to him, like, lawnmowing everyone in the, mm-hmm. the, down on the first floor of this house. And it's, dude, it's all the stuff, like, stop motion. It's just, it doesn't look; it's not perfect looking, but man, it just holds up. Like it looks way better than CGI, like early CGI, especially. Mm-hmm. Like you compare it to like, dude, The Frighteners is a wonderful movie, but like, dude, some of those CG scenes, you're like,
1: uh, it's not; it doesn't ruin the movie. But well, that's the thing. Like I, I, CG as as close to real as they try to make it be, I feel like that yeah. gets dated more than practical effects yeah. you know everything in this movie's fake that you know dead alive you know it's fake but yeah. the 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 practicality of it the physical like the tangible, like it's tangible you could touch it you know what i mean it's lasting yeah. and like yeah. i love seeing that kind of stuff because it goes back to yeah. what i was saying about like this kind of punk rock ethos you know yeah. it's it's like diy punk as fuck splatter movie yeah. like you could Dude, feel the it- things rip
0: it's why, man. I, uh, I go back and forth, but I think when it comes like a lot, a large portion of my life, I actually prefer the thing over Halloween. And I know mm-hmm. that's like kind of, might be a blasphemy for a lot of people. But, a lot like, of people do yeah. the 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 practical effects in that movie mm-hmm. are just they're so perfect in this like that 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 like that core of what John Carpenter was doing, and just that like that fucking whole scene and. Between that and I always think of uh, that movie and The Fly, mm-hmm. um, and I know I know I got yelled at for not thinking of uh, American Werewolf in London, but man, the practical effects of all that stuff, yeah, dude. You know, I I recently I, I did a episode with Brian from uh, Dead in Santa Carla, and we talked about uh, we talked about the howling. I I said it then the the pra- the transformation effects in the howling might not be as good, but that they're still awesome. And that movie is a million times more like like fucking horrifying than American Werewolf. I've movie. always
1: preferred the howling. Like I get a lot of yeah. shit about that too. Like my favorite werewolf movie is Ginger Snaps and I get like so much yeah. shit. Oh, like dude. I can't mention I can't mention great. that movie without people like someone chiming in and going, Well, what about American werewolf? It's like I like it, but you know what I mean? Like I was always more of a fan yeah. of like the howling. Dude, dude i always say and that's what
0: i talked about on that episode but like the the fucking the transformation scene in the howling with the 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 lady in the room is 10 times more horrifying than anything in american werewolf in, in london because all that stuff is so isolated and it's like the transformation is cool but man like the the howling has that fucking intense like Like you're up in your face. Like Mm you talk about it, you said it punk rock kind of like thing because you're sitting there and you're like, oh, this is in your face and you have to deal with this. And then Joe Dante didn't
1: kill someone. So it's the better movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very (laughs) true. That helicopter (laughs) scene. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, man. But like, I just pure practical effects, man. And it's just what this this movie is and i think this movie kind of ties like peter jackson and sam raimi like in that same mm-hmm. mold, like because this this is his like evil dead 2 kind of thing this is like that kind of like i mean it amps it up a lot and he had a little more money than like i, I think uh sam raimi did for uh evil dead 2 mm-hmm. but evil dead 2 didn't have a lot of money either um this movie is like it's it's funny it's gross it's it's got everything you want in in this just kind of like this package that you go man i wish peter jackson would just go back and like be self like restrain himself a little bit man the like problem
1: is and like dude i find myself saying the same thing like oh god i wish he would go back to that but like like christopher nolan i don't know if christopher nolan can make another memento you know what i mean yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if peter jackson can make another like dead alive as much as dude i fucking wish he would but I feel yeah. like all these filmmakers, like I don't think Sam Raimi can make an Evil Dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. I, I feel like they've 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 kind of transitioned so far into what they are now. Well, it's kind of like Tim Burton, you know? Like yeah. I used to love Tim Burton stuff so much, but nowadays it's hard for me to enjoy a lot of his recent movies because he feels like a caricature of. He feels yeah. like what everyone thought Tim Burton was then he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's an exaggeration of what he is.
0: Dude, he did that and he he made Johnny Depp feel like a bigger joke and like so much with him and like he did so much cool stuff, but man, I don't, like I say like, I like Sweeney Todd, but like I, you, if you told me you didn't like Sweeney Todd, I would agree. Like, I don't know what you could go back and point to like Tim Burton's last great fish was. Like, yeah. And man, it's just like Man, I think you know what's funny though, man. Like, look at Gear. I feel like Guillermo del Toro might be the exception to all mm-hmm. that because that motherfucker has been doing things his own way yeah. forever. Oh, dude! And I don't most think definitely he doesn't get enough credit for it. Like, man, like he does. I I I will I, I I might it might be blasphemy. I think that I think the fish a lady flux of fish man is an overrated movie, even though I think it was really good. Um but like I think he does Guillermo did things better than that movie and doesn't get enough credit for it.
1: Like Well, it's like even as big as Del Toro's gotten, he still is that that young kid obsessed with monsters in every yeah. fucking thing. And you, and yeah. what's cool about him is in every movie he does, you can tell he prefers the monsters over the humans and it's fun yeah. to watch. Like, there's that yeah. reverence. I think the more Peter Jackson goes on, the less he cares about where he came from. The less he cares yeah. about those monsters and that kind of stuff. Whereas, yeah. like, Del Toro, like, dude, that guy's... And he has, like, such a youthful, like, energy about him. Yeah. Like, he gets excited to talk about these kind of things, you know? Yeah. It's still there in him. It, yeah,
0: dude. I Dude, it's, it's why, like, uh, Scott Derrickson and, like, what that man has done in, like, turning, like... You know what kind of respect you have for someone like that who goes? I can't do your, this. Is why? It's why Edgar Wright is Edgar Wright. Also, but like, turn down Marvel money because they won't let you do your film mm-hmm. the way you want to do your film, right? Like, and I still need to see the last night in Soho because I love that man. But like, I still don't feel super comfortable going to theaters. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I think Edgar Wright and Guillermo del Toro are both like those kind of like directors that i feel like are they hold such a special meaning to me just because they consistently put out such high quality things that they want to do like dude baby driver is one of the weirdest coolest movies of all time
1: the editing the way that the songs are actually a part of the plot Like, Edgar Wright, it doesn't matter if he's making a super small independent film or, like, a big budget movie. Every single movie he makes is 100% Edgar Wright. Yeah. And, like, dude, like, fuck, man. Those early Peter Jackson movies, you watch them and you're like, that is Peter Jackson. Nowadays, like, the last five, six movies Peter Jackson's done, if I didn't know who did them, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Because it just feels like every other fucking movie that comes out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks, man, because it's like, I understand you're making tons of money, but man, it's like, I don't know. That's why I say, like, I would just love if he would go back and give himself, like, restrictions. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like restrictions, especially when it comes to horror, are not, they're a, they can, they make you, they force you to do things differently. They force you to. Like, look at things differently. It's why I say the scariest movies I've ever seen personally are all fucking low-budget indie movies. Well, it's even like
1: that early Blumhouse model that they were doing. Let's take an established horror director, give them a very small budget, and see what they could come up with. You know, that's what created Insidious. Let's give James Wan a million and a half dollars to make a movie. It makes almost a hundred million. Let's give Rob Zombie a couple million dollars and he comes out with what I think is his best film ever Lords of Salem you know it's yeah. like it's like creating these kind of like boxes to put these limitations on these directors and it yeah. it it makes them think outside of the box you know like Rob Zombie yeah. can make these huge ass universal movies like he did with you know House of a Thousand Corpses before that was sold and all that debacle but like yeah. he could do that but like I feel like filmmakers like that they need to be restrained at some point because it it cre- it forces them to go back to the drawing board, and and like I I, I apologize for keep saying the punk rock mentality, but yeah. that's that's what it feels like to me. It feels yeah. like you know being a teenager and like writing your own punk rock zine about bands you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what Dead Alive yeah. is to me. It's a punk rock fucking zine.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, it it, it it's funny because that movie like as i've watched it more as i've gotten older it reminds me of things like return to the living dead it mm-hmm. reminds me of those things that are just like you can tell had those restrictions and had those like didn't have huge budgets and like there's so like that's why like i love the 80s and i i often think that like when it comes to 80s horror but i often think i i, I connect to a different part of it or i my favorite is like different than a lot of people that love things in the 80s i mean Dude, I love Friday the Thirteenth. I lo- the the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Can be super cool, but like, man, I I, I think about the thing. I think mm-hmm. about uh, I I think about like Aliens. I think Fucking about all Robo the stuff Cop. that it's like, yeah, it, RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's got everything I want. Extreme violence. Is that all? Yeah, I, I thought you were listening things. I was. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, man, I it's the stuff that sticks out to me and it's like it doesn't mean that i don't like the other stuff in the 80s because i most 80s but i think of like from beyond i think about like you know like the reanimator stuff that like the evil dead too all the stuff that like meant such like it it holds such a special place in my heart it goes so much of it is like those practical effects, those all those things that were like so good and then that like the 90s came and like fucking jurassic park and terminator 2 just like made cg kind of come in and take over Mm -hmm. things and which led to things like the thing the 2011 thing which that nightmare on elm street are two of the biggest blasphemy movies the remake and and i know you you dude it's funny man how you talk about nightmare on elm street this is a side tangent but that how uh the the friday thing and just go every time i even think about friday now i'm like man cherry's right about that <laughs>
1: but yeah, like it's, I, I try not to like force them on people because like i'm a firm believer of letting people like what they like but i, f- yeah. I find it incredibly hard to revisit so many movies in that series just because yeah. i can't you know what i mean like yeah i the original I, the first one the second one the fourth one i like those they're fun yeah. but to be honest i can't watch many other ones
0: yeah, the first one in the we watched it at uh, Halloween time. Um, and that movie's still perfect, like in so many ways. But like, yeah, it you just said it, and it's very true, man. That movie when you start getting jokey Freddy instead of like the like the, the disgusting, despicable piece of shit he is, you just go, eh, eh. But yeah, and, and then like, dude, so you talking about like I've been talking to you about uh the the Chucky show. And the practical effects in that show have been so awesome, and it reminds me so much of uh, of Child's Play two. And Child's Play two is mm-hmm. again, I my favorite of those movies. Same. Um, and it's just like, man, it's it, just getting the the ability to go in and do stuff like the way it's. I don't know, man. The eighties were a weird time, but like so much cool shit that like I still love to this day came out and it just makes me so happy and this this movie feels like an 80s movie just it came out in 92 mm-hmm. um it's funny though like i feel like when people talk about you I mean one of those things is how bad 90s horror is for like a whole and this movie never gets brought up you always get like scream and and Candyman, right yeah um and the, those are the ones that kind of get a lot of like attention when you say that stuff but like there's, man, it, it just, this movie, I think, is underrated. I also think, I I wonder what percentage of horror people have seen this movie. Like, I don't think it's, like, I think it's probably one of those movies that doesn't, like, because, like, this movie isn't hard, like, isn't everywhere. You have to go and find it, like, streaming on YouTube, but, like, you have to know it's there, right? Like, YouTube doesn't advertise it. Like, yeah. you have to figure out it's, that's where it is, and I don't know, man, I Ugh, this movie is w- wonderful though like it g- makes me laugh it makes me like sad it makes me happy it makes me like grossed out like it does it goes through all the kind of emotions that are really like a fun ride when you're talking about a horror movie from mm-hmm. this time frame right
1: no, I love it love so, it it's I, I've loved this movie since childhood it's it's so, it's it's a movie that like like my kids watch a lot of horror films like I, I let yeah. them you know as long as it's nothing crazy but it's it's a movie that like I look forward to them kind of being old enough for me to show them. Like this is one of the movies that I can't wait to show my kids once I feel like comfortable enough to.
0: Yeah. It's so funny, man, because I, it's, it's like how violence is treated in America compared to like sex. And I still, I I have, uh, I have like, I have memories of watching under siege with my, my dad when I was a kid and, he didn't care about watching me watching Steven Seagal murdering people for like t- an hour and a half, but like when that the Playboy uh, model pops out of the cake, I he had to cover my eyes. And I, dude, I watched die, things like Die Hard mm-hmm. so many times as a child, and it that movie, dude, I remember running around in kindergarten and like wouldn't stop talking about Die Hard as like mm-hmm. a kindergartner. And you just go, it's weird how like how violence and sex are treated in this in this uh, country specifically. Yeah. Um, but man, it, it it's, I, dude, I, we're off on tangents with that, but I, I really, really do wish people, more people would see this. And if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, it's on YouTube, go stream it for free. It's free. Uh, you don't have to pay for it. Um, I don't know how legal that is,
1: <laughs> but like when the Blu-ray is this. out of print, like you gotta you yeah. have to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Dude, it's like you go look on, like I looked for this movie on, uh, on Apple, which you know goes into every single thing it has its little, you know, mm-hmm. greasy fingers in, like all the apps you could download, like like Showtime, Cinemax, all these things. And if it's on one of those services, it will tell you this movie isn't on anything besides YouTube. It's mm-hmm. not. You can't, like you said, you can't get a Blu-ray copy of it. You can't get like I would, dude. If it comes back into like thing in like print. I will fucking watch the, buy the shit out of that mm-hmm. because this movie cleaned up in that kind of format. See, right oh, it looks great. It, looks great! it looks
1: great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Blu-ray with, that went out of print. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah.
0: And it's like, man, it's one of those things where, like, man, it's. I have some DVDs. Like, I uh, talk about uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, night, night, not night. Breed the the vampire movie. Night. What the fuck is it called? Um, uh, Nightwatch. Nightwatch.
1: No, uh are un-
0: or not un- the one of Bill Paxton. What the fuck is it called? Uh oh, Near Dark. Near Dark, yeah. Why did I think night? But Near Dark is one of those movies that like the only reason I've seen it is because I bought it on DVD when it was like the rear the like the rare instance of that movie being in print, which I guess is that movie's another debacle of a thing. I think a lot of these movies that are this old at this point are the rights issues are really fucking strange to them, right? Yeah. Like because who owns them in America compared to everywhere else and all this shit. And I wonder if that's one of the problems why brain dead hasn't been dead alive. Hasn't been, you know, it's not readily available anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I hope it goes back in print. Cause yeah, yeah, this is definitely one that I'd like to champion, you know, even more. Yeah.
0: Dude, it's so good, man. I, I just think that this movie is it's it's notorious for being the, the gore end scene of this movie. And, it, dude, I, I will admit when I first saw it like 10, 10 years ago or so, I was like, man, this fucking, this fucking lawnmower scene is rad. It's so cool and it's so gross and it's so dope. And that movie, it, that scene is f- infamous for a reason, right? But, man, the rest of this movie is such a joy to watch as like a horror fan. And I'm just like, man movie's so much fun it's fun it is it's that's what That's, I want that's the best
1: word i think that's the best word to describe it it's it's a fun yeah. time like it, it's a it's like it's like a roller coaster it's a splatter yeah. flick you know it's, it's just yeah. it's fun
0: okay i want to i want uh i want to reach out to peter jackson and tell him that his next movie should be a father magruder uh prequel uh and how he got to be the way he was because Man, you could do some fucking dope ass shit. Like, I just doing you know, a like a a ten million dollar film with this guy doing kung fu and fighting something zombies, vampires, mm-hmm. whatever. You could do anything with it, and it would be so cool, man. Like, ugh, that uh, man, I just I I truly do enjoy this movie mm-hmm. a lot, and I I I wish it was like more people have seen it or we'll go out of their way to see it. So, um. I think this is all, all yeah, with this movie. I, I don't think like good. it's this movie is like it's it's got a pretty s- simple premise, right? It's not like a super in-depth, like super deep plot or anything like that. It's a good plot, but like it's not like something that you have to go like explain all the in- intricate details. It, it's, it, it's woman gets bitten by thing and then lots of gross shit happens mm-hmm, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh By the way, I didn't mention it when I was talking about it. when the when the fucking rat monkey bites his mother and she just like step on its head and squishes it. It's fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool, man. Love it. Like more more awesome practical effects. Okay, we are doing the uh, wolf uh, of snow wolf, a, a snow hollow. Why do I think keep wanting to say snow hollow uh, blood hollow? I don't know. Um, I don't know why it's in. My, you ever get weird titles in your head and like. Mm-hmm fuck around with like w- w- series of words yeah we're gonna watch that um i'm talking to i uh met a, a cool woman who does a uh she does a true crime purse uh podcast and uh talking to her about uh she wanted to do to do a collaboration and come on and talk about what made someone do something in a horror movie like a killer kind of thing and i don't this know would be a everything perfect
1: one for that yeah
0: and that's and that's why i thought that it would be good for mm-hmm. that so uh, we'll talk about it after so we're going to le- reach out to her or i'm going to reach out to her and see uh if she wants to come talk um she lives probably right around your area too she's in your area of california i think um but okay man jerry i dude i, I blast talking about this movie i mean it's always a blast talking movies no definitely <laughs> so. dude i'm
1: stoked
0: okay jerry is just okay uh everywhere on twitter um we uh remember his jerry's uh ep rainy days for ghosts is out and is awesome so go listen to that I, i've been putting the links like i said like in the episode uh, notes uh check that out and it's on his twitter also his wife's book is called days with ghosts uh, it's on Amazon, so go check that out. It's eight ninety nine, I think is what it. Yeah, uh, it's eight, $8. ninety nine,
1: or I think a dollar ninety nine for the ebook. But yeah, yeah, dude, everyone who has bought her book so far, thank you so much. It's actually doing pretty good, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it means a lot. Uh, yeah, buy the book. Uh, buy it for your kids. Buy it for yourself. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Buy another copy. Thank you. <laughs> and your wife
0: is cool people man i had a really nice time meeting her uh when we were out there so um the like uh the podcast has been picking up more people are listening and i'm fucking stoked about it so congrats thanks so much for listening if you guys want to leave us a five-star review somewhere uh it'd be awesome um and uh yeah we're murderous.com uh murderous pod on twitter and i'm rod underscore johnston on twitter uh so we have a discord but that's not like it doesn't get used all that much so if you want to join you can come in and throw suggestions on twitter or whatever um but yeah so guys thank you so much for listening um we will catch you next week with the wolf of snow hollow snow hollow right yep why can't i can't think of the word title that fucking movie well enough but catch you guys later have a good one
1: bye